Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with the first East Tennessee Fishing Report of the Year with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? Doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, have you turned into an icicle yet? Not yet. There is still time, and I might be dumb enough to wash some bucktail outside when it's 17 degrees. So uh, if you don't hear from me, that's what happened. Yeah, well, you know, you were a little late tonight. I was afraid maybe you'd gone musky fishing and fallen in. Nope. Just in my kitchen, surrounded with boxes of different numbers corresponding to the grades, putting a ruler up against tails, heading them for a moment, and then putting them into a box. And I forgot what time it was. Yeah. So what kind of music do you listen to when you sort bucktail? Oh, it depends. You know, there's... The typical playlist of, you know, mid-2000s rap. Um, I will say The Game has a new album that's awesome. And otherwise, it's audiobooks and uh, podcasts. I've been, I've been doing a lot of audiobooks recently with the... It, it, it's a lot of time on your own, not doing a whole lot, uh, processing bucktail and fishing for muskie. So... Audiobook can be a good way to break that up. Yeah, as long as you didn't say Wilson Phillips, I figure you're okay. Yeah, I uh, don't know who that is, so <laughs> I think I'm okay. There you go. So, uh, you know, to bring it back to fishing before everybody tunes out, you know, obviously you've gotten, you got a ton of precipitation, and it is insanely cold on the western side of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, you know, obviously you haven't been on the water, uh, you're not going to be on the water in the super near future. Um, but how do things look, you know, when you kind of get back on the water after a little bit of a deep freeze? Yeah. Um, there's a very real possibility that I'll be fishing tomorrow. And, um, if not tomorrow, then certainly Thursday, Friday, which, it just goes to what you said about the west side of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So the the French broad, the musky water that I fish is, you know, today it was a high of 43 today there. And here it was 23 and and windy and arid. And so there's just, there's a significant water boundary in insulator in this little ridge between Johnson city and Asheville. Um, so maybe just to escape some of the cold here, but you know, as for musty fishing and in particular to the waters, I, I guide on the, the clinch and, you know, some of the waters in the, the Tennessee reservoir, the TVA reservoir system. I fished that Saturday, and it was a tough morning, you know, low, low 30s. It was probably 20s overnight. The water was 46 degrees. So it's, you know, we, we can have these nights in the 20s and days in the 40s. And um, I don't really anticipate just looking at the forecast that for the freestones with you know, if, if you're high up in the system, it's going to be back up in the 50s and with no rain. And um, there's there's just been a lot of water in the systems for a good couple of weeks here 
when it has not been, you know, in the teens. So, and you know, it'll um, just a bunch of context around probably a couple different ways to arrive at the same conclusion, which it's it's going to be, you know, the, those temps are going to be dropping significantly over the next few days. As it relates to musking, I've, I've kind of already seen that wintering. You know, they're finding their holes, and you're, you're seeing more than one fish in certain areas. So I'm not sure it's going to change any behavior significantly um, outside of slowing things down, keeping you know, keeping your fly in the water, working slower water, working deeper water, but. It's it's kind of been you know a month or so doing that anyhow, and and then yeah the next week to coincide with a good good week or so good couple of days of moon phase um, this this area is going to have some pretty fishy conditions and and more water um, so yeah start, starting here in a few days in this cold snap gets out of here and it is going to be back on full steam yeah there you go and how about your uh your streamer for your big brown trout yeah man there's there's too much to do even when it's miserable outside so was it somewhere between the musky trips last week I would say the postponed bite is is about as on as it can get, and we have gotten, like you said, a lot of precipitation. So water's good, and and even you know when it's this time of year, and this is for anyone listening who has considered the fall to be streamer fishing, and it is on freestones out west. I've heard it from close friends of mine. I know it's just the general industry um you know mantra of streamer season it's that's right now it is right now to be fishing you know musky sized flies it's not required but you can do it and fish are going to eat them um you know pulling on the outside edge of of what is realistic with that but it's it's a time to if you're learning how to streamer fish, you're going to get feedback. If you are are wanting to hunt a a big fish, fish frog water, you know, may, maybe see a few big ones and test your ability to just breathe for a second before you strip set. That's right now, and. It, I'm not going to say it ends abruptly, but it, it sort of peters out, and and that it kind of comes with the lake filling back up. We got more bugs in the system starting in March, but uh, January, February, early March, um, it, it can be the time to. If it weren't for the dry fly fishing and and some of the days that can happen throughout that period of caddis hatch, stripers moving in, et cetera, I would say this is the best fishing of the year. Yeah, very, very neat. And got a, a tactics question for you from a local uh, Johnson City uh, 
uh, guy. His name's Logan Mooney, and he's asked questions before, and he wanted to get your thoughts on when you use a loop knot. You know, is it fly-specific? Is it when you want to fish a specific cadence, or is it just kind of, you know, whenever it, you know, hits your fancy? Sure. Um, it's a good question. I'm going to answer that uh, literally. So when I use a loop knot is every fly except for game changers. And mostly, you know, the changers with a trailing hook, some of these changers, I'm, you know, I, I have a single hook, but um, there's so many different articulation points and, and I can see a, I can see a scenario where a loop knot could add an extra something, but largely speaking, and in, in, in particular for trout, um, I'm fishing changers pretty fast and I'm fishing them on 20, 25 minimum. I don't go down to 15 fishing those. And so some of it's for control. I, I don't like the thing spinning around and catching on a leader. And when you have a loop knot and, you know, going down to 15 or, or God forbid, 12-pound fluoro, not for breaking purposes, but just for controlling your fly. If you shorten your leader up and go 20, 25, and, um, you know, bigger fly, heavier fly, Lots of articulations, two hooks, way spread out. I go clinch knot. And the the loop knot, you know, I guess another example would be for, for fishing small flies, like um, the, the peanut envy, something that you know, I'll even time with, with tungsten heads. I know I mentioned that before, but that, that loop knot was something really jiggy give the fly more freedom because there is less you don't have that that tight connection point but if you're going down to 12 anyways you got to start thinking about i mean if you're not comfortable with the loop knot or you're just simply more comfortable with clinch knot kind of got to think about um you know it is a tungsten headed p on envy is that mass is its inertia what it wants to do in the water is that going to be impacted a lot by going loop knot versus clinch in the scenario where you're fishing 12 pound eh, probably not once you start getting up into the 15 and smaller flies yeah i would say clinch knot and then going up to 20 is and that's kind of my home base for fishing larger flies i'm doing loop knot on everything um except for changers and then final note on this one if you're i guess this is more of a, a, a note on the leader but if you're wanting more action out of a fly be it a hair bug clouser peanut whatever extend your leader and drop down so instead of going you know couple feet of 30 to 20 or going down to 15 and if you're fishing really spooky stuff or even you want the plot to sink a little faster if it's uh if you're trying to get down um 
extend that 15 more. It's just, it's less of a rigid mass and it is farther away from the, the more rigid, more massive line and 30 pound mono. And the way I like to, you know, give the, the pressure test here is imagine fishing a Clouser minnow attached to 80 pound fluoro. It, it would look like it was being moved through the water on a stick. Now imagine fishing it on 6X. It would not be, you couldn't control it with 6X. So I would say that, you know, going down to 12 pound fluoro would be sort of the, the 6X equivalent there where you're, you're kind of maximizing how much freedom of movement it has and still keeping it strong. I, I, I went off on a few tangents there, but I think important. Yeah. And so you said everything except for changers. Are you talking about streamers or do you also really like loop knots on nymphs and dry flies? Great question. Um, I will do loop knots on my trailing nymphs somewhat situationally, but if I'm going like, uh, Size 20, we'll say size 26. This is kind of a weird pressure test, but size 26, and, and this is typically a dropper that is, uh, or a second drive behind something you can actually see, like an 18 or a 20, but that they're not eating. So a little merger, um, super sparse, doesn't tail, you know, a little zebra midge with, with some gink on it type thing. You want to feed a fish on the surface. Doing a loop knot in that scenario, unless you're really, really good at loop knots, that that loop might be the way it sits on the water and catches the meniscus, just the surface tension of the, the line itself in front of the fly. That might be doing you more harm than good. And, you know, it has a, a tendency to foul up. So generally speaking, loop knots um, reserved for bigger flies and in particular nymph i mean if you're if you're running them in line as opposed to doing tags loops can get a little funky but doing a loop knot off of a tag there is just you can't get a, a better drift than that and you can increase you know fishing 4x where you would be fishing five or six as long as it's um, not too big to get through the eye of the the hook, but yeah, loop small loop mats on using four x and five x can can really drop the amount of of effort you need to put in on getting that drag free drift, and you know doing doing the tag deal is it, it's almost a, a guaranteed free movement on on every cast. Yeah, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us or DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag, ordering some new swag here very soon. And uh, Ellis and I will put our heads together uh, for uh, what kind of cool drawing thing we're going to do for 2024. And, uh, you know, Ellis, since you were out uh, sorting uh, bucktails um i imagine you're getting ready to drop a big uh, chunk of bucktails on the market you want to let folks know what to expect yeah 
we're going to stick with kind of do what I did last time, which is a bit of a staged, lots of naturals. And so a lot of white tails and some of the grade ones and twos that will be gone very quickly. Um, I'll have these up on what day is it? Uh, no, it's Tuesday. It's the it's the 16th. Okay, I'll have these up on the 18th. Uh, well, there you go. And, you know, folks, uh, remember um, that uh, we're working on building out our Patreon community in 2024. And so we've got two tiers of membership. There are more, but we have two tiers. And at one tier, you get 10% off of Alice's Bucktails. But there's another tier uh, where you get a $100 guide trip credit every year. So great way to support Alice. Great way to support the show. Uh, link is in the show notes. Uh, you should check that out. And, you know, Ellis, uh, I know you're booking uh, and doing all that kind of good stuff. You want to let folks know where they can find you and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. So website is ellisworldflies.com. Best way to reach me and, and ask about trips or book a trip is calling or texting at 513-543-0019. And Instagram captures uh, a little bit of what I got going on, which is at Ellis Ward Guides. Uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Happy 2024. Happy new year, Ellis. Hey, happy new year, Marv.